Disclaimer. This episode was recorded sometime mid-August 2021. I'm sorry for the delay in uploading, but I hope you like this episode. Hey, beautiful people. It's been a while. I'm sorry I have been busy planning out content and trying my best to make these episodes as interesting and relatable as possible while also dealing with a few personal things. So I do apologize for the delay. Nevertheless, here we are now. As you may have read from the title of this podcast, today's topic is going to be about internet service providers or ISPs, whatever you may call them. They are the sole reason why you are able to listen to this podcast and also why I am able to make them too. They are sort of the middlemen of our generation that really showed its importance more than ever during the last year or so. Firstly, what is an ISP? What do they do and why should you be aware of them? ISPs are also businesses. Simply put, a business provides a product or service in exchange for money. In this case, a service where the consumer is charged based on the services they use. The ISPs could either be state-owned or could also be privately owned. Like any business, their usual targets are to make as much profits as possible through providing a service, or in some cases, a lack of them. Understanding the prices or how these prices are set for the services offered by them can be quite challenging. Here's an example. Let's say we're talking about hotels. A room at a five-star hotel for a night would cost twice or thrice as much as a two or three-star hotel room for the same night but the quality of services offered by them would vary drastically. And that is why it makes it challenging to know if such services provided by a company would be worth the price. So how is that related to the topic? Here's why. Similarly, it is not easy to understand the pricing when it comes to services offered by our ISPs, internet service providers, right? Especially in Sri Lanka. At some point, we have to have dealt with a service provider. You know who they are. Let's try to understand the different packages that are offered by them in our amazing country. First, we have our famous time-based packages. Now, these packages give you a certain amount of time during which you are allowed to use as much data as you may please. Just kidding, that is what they want you to think. What they don't tell you is that there is a limit to the amount of data that they let you consume. Well, after that, your ISP drastically slows down your internet speed, thereby limiting your data usage which I think could be understandable depending on the price and the limit of data they allow you to download within the given time period. For example, they tell you two hours of unlimited internet usage. But if you look at the small fine print, they tell you that after 5GB, your speed will be kept at a lower speed. Right up next, we have the most widely accepted and used package, which is the usage quota package or whatever they may call it. Basically, you get a limited number of gigabytes of data that you could use within a given number of days, which is usually a month. After which, you would need to either order more data or adapt to the ISP's slower speed of what they call is their ultra-fast broadband network. It's just so fast that your device cannot handle such speeds. And at that point, you start to realize that you'd be better off sending your friends or colleague a postcard rather than replying to emails or even WhatsApp messages, let alone attachments. Just go to the nearest post office and post whatever document you want to send. Last but not least, we've got the new edition, which are content-based packages. Now, this can get a little confusing, so let me walk you through it. 
We use the internet for many, many things, right? Keeping in touch with friends and family, browsing the web, video calls, working from home, emails, client calls, office meeting, classes, social media, etc., etc. Now, content-based packages offers you unlimited or limited access to only a certain type of content and nothing else for the given time period. Still confused? Don't worry, just keep listening, you'll get it. With almost everything being online at this moment and people desperately needing the internet to either make a living or to study, don't you think that it is hmm, a little insensitive for companies as such to be profiting off of innocent civilians a lot more through these content-based packages? But hey, come on, they offer a service, right? It is only fair for them to charge. Well, true, it is when the service works properly. Half the time, it doesn't work. All I can hear are my calls being hung up. This is because half the times the speeds are purposely throttled to make it slower and sometimes even quite unbearable to use. On top of that, you will have to pay more just for an extra content packet, which too does not work properly. Not to mention that you would have no idea if the usage of said content is being deducted from your content package that you're paying extra for or from your normal data usage package. Think about it. Now, for those of you who are confused, let me give you an example. You see, there's something called the Zoom package or the work from home package where you could use Zoom or Microsoft Teams without worrying that it's going to eat into your normal data usage. Or hey, did you say Netflix or YouTube perhaps? Don't worry with the Netflix unlimited package or the YouTube unlimited package. You could watch it until your usage runs out. And if you call the operators, they're going to tell you, hey, wait, we never said unlimited. I mean, the title says unlimited, but it's not unlimited. These packages are actually quite fine until, as I mentioned earlier, the ISPs start throttling down your speeds. They might not providing you with the proper internet service that you are paying for. So, what's the issue? Awareness. People need to understand how much data they are actually using and how they could get the most value for their money. The amount of data one uses is a very subjective topic, obviously depending on people and the way they may consume data. Some may just watch a few casual videos here and there while their main workflow revolves just around emails and calls and maybe Google Drive whereas some may need to use or download bulky graphic-intensive data files for processing and or even editing, maybe even gaming and streaming. Hey, don't judge, okay? Some of the most happy streamers and YouTubers out there literally happy making their millions while doing what they love, which is playing video games. So trust me, you judging someone and looking down on them is just hurting you, yourself, and adding on to your toxic mindset. So... If you're doing that, well, here's a tip, don't, because honestly, it's just a waste of your time and your mental energy. People don't really understand the difference between something that is cheap and something that is reasonably priced. So let's try to understand it. Cheap products or services are often really cheap. That would make you yourself doubt the quality of the product or service at a time. But as human beings, we often get fooled into thinking, hey, Let's just buy it before we lose out on the offer. Our rational thinking really gets pushed to the side and 9 out of 10 times the offer was too good to be true and we end up at a loss. Sri Lanka has one of the most cheapest internets in the world. That is in terms of how much it costs to get a certain amount of data or let's say gigabytes or GB. But 
is it worth the money you're paying? Let me explain with an example. Let's say you have a 10 GB data package. In other countries, 10 GB of data package would actually get you 10 GB of actual data usage. Whereas in Sri Lanka, it only gets you about 8 GB of actual data usage. Weird, right? So what happens to the 2 GB? No idea. Just like some of our funding. The problem is accountability and transparency. For some reason, your ISPs aren't allowed to disclose which device on your network that you are paying for used the most amount of data. Now, for all I'm concerned is, yes, I would love to know if I'm the one who used all the data on my Wi-Fi network for safety reasons too. It's the 21st century. At the end of the day, rather end of the month, whatever you pay for has to fulfill its sole purpose of the reason that is being bought or paid for at least. What I mean by this is frequent connection issues and slower broadband speeds ultimately leads to quite a lot of frustration and a lot of mental stress, especially when your team's meeting keeps dropping consistently. It ends up being a waste of money and takes a toll on your mental health. Let me tell you a funny story. The data package I use per month for my Wi-Fi is on the larger side. But even with all that data, my siblings and I managed to finish it before the end of the month. So one day I caught up my ISP and asked them, why, why does this keep happening? What I was told after would shock you. So if you're standing, grab a seat and sit down. Sorry, I was just trying to be a bit dramatic. I was told that on the day that my internet usage reached the limit, I had used 27 GB of internet on just that specific day. I was as confused as you are right now. So I did what any one of us would do. I asked him if he could elaborate further and tell me why or how. I was then told that from a total of 27 GB, 2 GB of it was used on Apple services. Perhaps a sibling of mine downloaded an app. Could be. It's a possibility. That's alright. Another 1 GB was used for browsing the web. Another 2 GB was used to watch YouTube videos. Hey, that makes sense. Understandable. That leaves another 22 GB unaccounted for. The operator then tells me casually that I used up 22 GB of data in one single day on WhatsApp. Just WhatsApp. Hmm. So if you know me, you'd know that I take some time to reply to WhatsApp messages. I'm really sorry. I'm one of those bad texters. I barely use WhatsApp for calls or even download these WhatsApp videos. I didn't video call anyone either. So I asked the person on the other end if he himself was able to believe that I had used 22 GB solely just for WhatsApp on that single day. Now, he himself was very confused and he kept stammering because realistically speaking, it's close to impossible to use 22 GB of WhatsApp in a single day for an average person. Just absurd. So this then got me thinking, okay, I am certain that no one in my house used WhatsApp and even if they did I'm certain that they didn't use 22 GB of WhatsApp so how do I verify this how do I know what they're saying is true because they keep telling me this and then they tell me that they cannot send me a usage report but they can read it to me (sighs) so how do I trust them Since most of the internet packages that we use in Sri Lanka are limited, 
and we don't have the ability to keep track of how it's being used. Of course, without relying hopelessly on ISPs to tell us how much data we are using, we lose track of how we are consuming our data. Let's assume that, for example, the data limit per month which you are paying for is your monthly income, for which we try to control our expenses within it, right? With possibly even saving some for a rainy day. However, in this case, being unaware of how much data we are using for general tasks leaves us quite confused as to how all our data was used by during just 10 days or so that usually should last a whole 30 days. Quite suspicious, don't you think? We would thereafter need to buy more data and pay more and more and more. It's honestly an endless cycle. We use routers and these routers that we use, they usually have their own firmware from the company that manufactures them. For example, Linkskeys or Huawei. I apologize about the pronunciation. These routers are usually reformatted to run custom software from ISPs, which means that we might be losing certain functions of the router while supposedly gaining a different set of functions as well. Now you could always try and get a separate router for your needs, which would help with the performance as well as bandwidth, thereby increasing the speed of your internet connection but I highly doubt your ISPs would let you do so. It really depends on the connection you have as well, because some router firmwares or softwares would allow you to track how much data you have been using, which would be a problem for ISPs since they would be losing the upper hand. Now, because we are heavily dependent on ISPs informing us of how much data we are using through our Wi-Fi network, we could easily be told that we just consume more data every single time. Hypothetically speaking, let's say that you're using internet at home, casually browsing the web, watching a YouTube video or two perhaps, or maybe even a movie on Netflix, depending on the quality of the movie you watched, you could have actually consumed about 1.5 GB of data, but when you go check your data usage, it could show up as 2 GB. Again, hypothetical scenario, because this never happens in real life, right? A miraculous 500 MB of data that has been consumed due to, well, I mean, if you were talking about a water bill, you could assume that maybe there's a pipe leak somewhere. So this begs the question, how do you prove that you only use a certain amount of data? Since we have wonderful internet service providers who are very helpful, understanding and extremely easy to get into contact with, you could just ask them. Ask them for a full detailed breakdown of your internet data usage for the month or even a specific day. But quite often, they would not like that, would they now? So, they hide behind legal reasons and tell you that instead, you need the permission of the authorities to get such information. And instead, what they could do is send you the date and time of when and how much data you had consumed. Let me repeat that. They could instead send you a sheet with the date and time of when and how much data you had consumed, which also could be altered. What the sheet would say is that you consumed 5 GB of internet at 2 p.m. on Thursday the 6th of February 2021. But that does not help you one bit, does it? It doesn't tell you how you use the data. I mean, did you spend it on Netflix? Was it a Zoom call? Was it a WhatsApp call? Were you watching a YouTube video? Did your brother download a game? You really don't know. But here's what you could do if you're faced with such a situation. 
you could actually email the relevant authorities indicating that due to such and such reasons, you need or want to check your data usage and therefore you are requesting a detailed usage report. Make sure you mention the relevant details such as your connection information, your ISP, the dates and CC it to your service provider as well. What I mean by that is copy the email to your service provider as well. Hypothetically speaking again, in a perfect world where everything and everyone works on time, once it's approved and you do get your data usage report, you could cross-check your data usage and go through the report to find any anomalies, anything that seems a little too suspicious. Someone else could be snooping on and using your internet connection too. Perhaps it's that pesky neighbor of yours to whom you forgot you let them use your internet because they had an assignment they needed to upload and you were being a nice neighbor, but they are now leeching off your internet. Hey, you never know. A true horror story. If you do find anything suspicious, make sure to check it out with your ISPs and even the relevant telecommunication authorities too, if it is too suspicious. Oh, and also just make sure to change your Wi-Fi password as well. Here's a slight side note. On most Android devices, you could go to settings and data usage and check your Wi-Fi and mobile data usage separately. This is not easy when you have multiple devices using the same Wi-Fi network though. You could also try and use software that helps you track your data usage on certain devices. But those softwares usually come at a cost and aren't usually free. Well, the free ones come with a different catch. So do make sure you do your due diligence before you use a software. This applies to any sort of software you may download on any of your devices. And there's this quote I quite often go by. I honestly can't remember who said it, but it just stuck with me, which is that if something is free, you are usually the product. Classic example would be social media. But hey, that's another topic for another day. Before I conclude, here's a fun fact. There are about 4.72 billion internet users in the world today. The total number of internet users around the world grew by 322 million in the past 14 months. More than 900,000 new users each day. Pretty mind-blowing, don't you think? 900,000 new users each day. So the reason I picked this very random topic was because I was tired. Tired of being taken advantage of. The internet today is one of our greatest resources. Yes, there are disadvantages too, but you have to agree with me to at least to some extent. Almost anything you want to learn or know is at your fingertips. In today's very technological world, it is important to take a minute to understand how technology works, how to keep yourself safe. The more you start asking questions about things and holding people responsible for things, the less you are going to be taken advantage of. Make sure you get your money's worth. Anything you pay for with money is something either you or your loved ones put their blood, sweat and sometimes even tears to work for. Do not let it go to waste. Be smart, think wisely, take care, grow and stay safe. Until next time.